0: Jeff Chandler stars as the fictional private detective Michael Shane, whose base of operations is in New Orleans. This is an action-packed show, so much so that it was different from any other detective program on the air in 1948. The character of Michael Shane was originally created during the late 1930s by writer Brett Halliday, a pseudonym for Davis Dresser. The character of Michael Shane appeared in the series of seven 20th Century Fox films with Lloyd Nolan as the Shane character, and five films with Hugh Beaumont, who was Leave it to Beaver's father on television, playing the role of Shane. The radio series ran under a variety of titles between 1944 and 1953, and in 1960-61 on NBC television with 32 episodes starring Richard Denning, who starred with Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. Jeff Chandler and Wally Mayer were among the actors who starred as Shane in the weekly radio series, but Chandler was an extremely good and popular Michael Shane. Okay, on this track, syndicated from 1948, The New Adventures of Michael Shane, starring Jeff Chandler in The Pursuit of Death. You're listening to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and I very much appreciate the time you're taking to listen to this podcast. You are awesome.
1: I was driving pretty fast when the big black sedan came roaring at me. I tried to hold the car from crashing into the guardrail, but suddenly the wheel twisted out of my hands like a headstrong woman and the car got a mind of its own.
2: The New Adventures of Michael Shane, Private Detective. Michael Shane, reckless, red-headed Irishman. Back again in his old haunts in New Orleans. This is your director, Bill Russo, inviting you to listen to another transcribed episode, which we call The Pursuit of Death.
1: Oh, hi, Mr. Shane. Got the five-star? Hot off the press. Here you are. Ah, thanks. What? Take a look at
3: Dream Girl, Charlie. You know, when you grow up. Yeah. But she looks like she's asleep on her feet. Hey, paper lady! What? I said paper lady. Don't do that. Don't talk behind my back. And back of me. Okay, okay, lady.
1: Boy, she must have had a bad dream. No, Charlie, it isn't sleep in her eyes, it's fear. Hey,
4: look out, lady!
1: What are you trying to do, get yourself killed, or haven't you heard it's bad to walk in front of traffic?
4: Somebody pushed me. I'm behind, didn't you see? Nobody pushed you, lady. I told you I was pushed. I was just walking. I, I didn't want to cross the street. Somebody pushed me.
1: Okay, okay, somebody pushed you. You feel better now? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, good. Then I'll be no,
4: happy. no, don't let go. Hold my arm.
1: Hmm. Yeah, is that tight enough?
4: I, I suppose I sound silly. Now, for the first time in weeks, I feel. Who are you?
1: Mike Shane, private detective. One of my hobbies, keeping beautiful women from crawling under cars.
4: You're solid. Dependable. I I need something solid. Did... Did you say private detective?
1: Yeah, from year to year. They issue the license down at City Hall. I need you. Sure, lady. Now, why don't you take it easy? Huh? You'll break up if you keep on like this. I,
4: I want you to... to do something for me.
1: Yeah? Like what?
4: I want to hire you to, to protect me.
1: Mm-hmm. From what?
4: From being followed all the time. Find out who's following me, catch him, make him stop. He's driving me crazy.
1: Look, lady, did you ever think of going to a doctor? Maybe maybe you're just imagining things. That business with the pushing... No, no! Oh, no, no. Wait a <gasps> minute,
4: honey. He's waiting. Waiting and waiting for a chance... to kill me!
2: In a moment, we'll return to the new adventures of Michael Shane... and the pursuit of death.
1: It had been a particularly dull day. Even the weather had been dull, with heavy clouds hanging over the city. New Orleans gets days like that. They make you sleepy. I quit the office at five and stopped on the corner to buy my paper from Charlie, the newsboy... Then this Joan Crawford type got in the way of a car and would have been hit if I hadn't hauled her back onto the sidewalk. She must have gone for my daring do because she hired me on the spot. Yeah, to protect her. She thought somebody was trying to kill her. I was in no position to argue with someone holding 20 a day under my nose, so I started to drive her home. I found out her name, Shirley Kernan, but she wasn't in a talking mood, so I just let her relax. She put her head against the back of the seat and closed her eyes. Fifteen minutes later, when I pulled up in front of the house, her eyes were still closed.
4: Please, don't move. Don't you want to go in? I'd like to just sit here for a minute. I haven't felt quiet and restful like this for a long time.
1: My day started at five. I've got lots of time.
4: A foolish woman, afraid of shadows.
1: Well, there are shadows and shadows in New Orleans.
4: You can't imagine what it's like. All the time, day and night, with a feeling that someone is following me. Right behind my shoulder, all the time.
1: You uh, talked it over with your husband?
4: How did you... Oh, oh, my ring. He, he He's away on a business trip.
1: Well, if you want me to earn that 20 a day, you better give me something to go on.
4: That's what makes it hard, Mr. Shane. It's a feeling. i I tried to fight it myself, but I can't. It's... It's there, all the time, someone right behind me.
1: You said he's trying to kill you.
4: Once it was a car, a small convertible. At night, I, I stepped off the curb and this car started towards me. I jumped back just in time.
1: Hmm. Recognize the car?
4: Johnny Terrence.
1: A friend?
4: A friend of my husband's. But he hates me. Johnny's always hated me.
1: You think he's the guy, then?
4: If anybody I know is responsible, he must be the one.
1: Well, I can have a talk with him.
4: I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I feel secure, relaxed.
1: Because I'm here?
4: Oh, it's a switch. I can't fight this thing alone.
5: Shirley, oh. been wondering where you were.
4: Hello, Ralph. Michael Shane, Ralph Pierce. How do you do? Mr. Shane's a detective, Ralph. I...
5: Well, there we go again. Oh, the cat!
4: The cat! They can oh,
5: Shirley, take the it easy. The cat's just
1: after the bird, Mrs. Kernel.
4: Dogging it! creeping up. On...
1: There, there, the bird flew away. Oh. Does this
5: happen often, Mrs. Curlin? I can't
4: stand it. Creeping. That...
1: Mr.
5: Shane, <laughs> would you wait here just a moment? Yeah, sure. Come, my dear, I want to talk to you, Mr. Shane. You wait for me in the
2: house. Uh,
5: Mr. Shane, you are a detective? That's what the lady said. I presume you are to investigate Shirley's hallucination. Right again, Mr. Pierce. I'd like to help you. Yeah, you look like you're bubbling over with good intentions. What I mean is, save you trouble. Oh. You see, Mrs. Kernan is subject to mental aberrations. There must be an easier word. <laughs> this pursuit phobia, it's all mental, like a too vivid imagination. Like a hypochondriac who knows there's nothing wrong with him, but still feels aches and pains. Nobody's following her. Nobody. Nobody's trying to kill
1: her. Absolutely not. Well, you know, before that cat and bird affair, I had the same opinion. But it must be nice to be as positive as you are about something. I know, Mr. Shane. That's what I said. You see, I'm new here. I just started the work. How do you fit in? I'm a friend of Shirley's. And this Johnny Terrence, he's a friend of her husband. That's right. I just want to get it all straight in my mind. Now, what does this husband think of your being a friend of Shirley's? Mr. Shane, I've been trying to help you. Yeah, just the way I thought you would. I could get to dislike you, Shane. you work on it, Pierce, With a little effort, I'm sure you could get to hate me. Like I said, if it wasn't for that cat and bird business, I'd have probably washed it off quick, charged the 20 to experience, and gone home. But when I got finished talking to Pierce, it gave me ideas. Maybe somebody was trying to drive her crazy. Maybe Pierce. Maybe her husband. Maybe this Johnny Terrence had some answers. It wouldn't hurt to find out. Uh, Mr. Terrence was home when I got there, getting ready to go out. The playboy type. Got a heavy date, Mr. Shane. What can I do for Information, you? Information, Mr. Terrence. About what? Shirley Kernan. Oh? I'm sorry. I'm much too much in a hurry. I understand you're a friend of her husband's. Stan and I were very good friends once. Were. She fixed that. Well, she doesn't like you, either. And that's a compliment. You'll
5: pardon me now?
1: She's in a pretty bad way. I'm trying to help her. Well right ahead. Well, what can you tell me about Shirley? Nothing. Look, Johnny boy, I'm trying to be nice. It's tough, but I'm trying. You have been following her? Is that what you wanted to ask me? One of the things.
5: Really, Mr. Shane, I'm late now for an endgame. You'd be
1: real sorry if something happened to her, wouldn't you, Terrence? Oh, it would break my heart. Oh, real sweet guy. Hard to go. Goodbye, Mr. Shane. I should learn to control my temper. What is there about your kind of guy that riles me? Do I have to use force to get you to leave? You know, it'd be a pleasure. All right, Shane. (laughs) That's a sucker punch him with your right... Didn't they ever teach you that at prep school? Get out! Get out! Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I I feel better. Yes, sir, I feel much better. These lounge lizards are all cut from the same pattern. You want to hit them the minute you see the supercilious grin on their faces. I was happy this one gave me the opportunity. But I got the feeling there was another side to this guy. His hate on Shirley Kernan went deep and smoldered steady. There was too much parlor stuff. Pierce was oily and Terrence was full of hate. The air was loaded with unspoken things and and bitter feelings. Shirley Kernan was right at the core of it, too. Maybe something I wasn't paying enough attention to was her husband. If I was a traveling salesman who wanted to drive my wife crazy, I'd sure do it while I was supposed to be on the road. Well, I, I kicked it around in my head as I drove toward town. I wasn't going very fast when I noticed a big black sedan come roaring up to pass me. I eased over to the right to give him plenty of room, but he wanted more. I eased over until I was practically scraping the paint off the guardrail and protected the highway from a 30-foot drop. I thought this guy must be three sheets to the wind, and, and then he really came at me. My car suddenly started to rumble. I, I tried to fight the wheel and get a look at the guy in the sedan, but I, I couldn't do both. I, I couldn't even do one. The guardrail splintered like matchsticks, and the steering wheel jumped out of my hands. I felt the car go up on its nose, poised for a second like a graceful elephant. Sometimes I get a head full of sense. I, I duck. <laughs> The real end won the toss. We started downhill bouncing and rolling and twisting. I hung on and just hoped. I kept bouncing around and hitting the side so often and so hard I felt like a speed for a handball in a hot four-wall game. I caught a flash of a big tree. And then... And everything stopped. Except that crazy front wheel spinning uselessly in the air. Spinning and spinning. Then the sandman came and I got very tired and closed my eyes.
2: In a moment, we'll return to the new adventures of Michael Shane and the pursuit of death.
1: My first reaction to Shirley Kernan's hysterical fear about someone following her all the time and waiting to pounce on her was that she needed a doctor, not a private detective. But a couple of things happened that made me curious. First, there was this thing with the cat and the bird that almost made her go off the deep end. And then Ralph Pierce, her friend, tried to ease me out. And the parlor punk Johnny Terrence seemed to have some secrets, too. Finally, I got into an argument with a black sedan and lost the argument. My car went through the guardrail and over, and then I passed out. When I came to, the front wheel was in the air, still turning lazily like a ballerina ending a pirouette, so I knew I hadn't been out very long. Then a door was pulled open, and I saw a lot of sky, and Pierce's head right in the middle of it.
5: Why, Mr. Shane, what happened? I was driving along, and I saw you...
1: Hello, Pierce. You... You just happened along, huh?
5: Oh, yes. I was driving along, saw this car down here. I had no idea it was yours.
1: That's yeah, quite a coincidence.
5: Yes, here. Let me give you a hand. Yeah, thanks. <sighs> yeah. Can you walk all right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. No broken bones. At least, no important ones.
5: Do you have many enemies, Mr. Shane? Well, whoever took me on this joyride wasn't a friend, Pierce. I'll take you to town in my car. You can call for a tow car at the first gas station. My insurance company's sure gonna hate me. You know, Mr. Shane, what I was telling you before about Mrs. Kernan, perhaps I was wrong. You think so, huh? I still don't believe Shirley's suffering from anything but delusions. But whoever did this to you, perhaps it was meant as a warning. So mind my own business? Yes. This sort of thing happens to be my business. Certainly the money she's paying you can't compensate for bodily danger. Maybe not, but... Is
1: that your car, Mr. Pierce?
5: Yes.
1: Black sedan. Right fender scraped and dimpled. You know, the car that pushed me over is a dead ringer for yours.
5: As you said before,
1: quite a coincidence, isn't it? You seem to be quite a boy for coincidences. You see this bump on my jaw where it hit the dashboard? Yes, Well, here comes another coincidence. You'll regret this. Now, later. I'm too busy now. If you want to ride back to town, the tow car will be coming back in a while. Why don't you wait, Mr. Pierce? Pierce's car purred like a contented tiger. I figured I'd stop at my office, clean up a bit, and get my thirty-eight before I went any further on this case. I parked in front of my building and went up to the office... With my hand on the doorknob, I had a feeling. Not bad, but maybe just a little uneasy. I threw the door open and stepped aside. Nothing happened. Craned my neck and took a look. There was a man sitting in my client chair, the one with springs. At least I think it was a man. He had a turban on his head and flowing robes that covered his feet. His skin was dark
3: and very white teeth smiled at me as he went into a short commercial. Permit me to introduce myself, Mr. Shane. I am Remu, seer and mystic in the realm of the mind. I am a friend of Mrs. Kerman's. Not another one. I am aware you are trying to help her. Yeah. What can I do for you? Perhaps I can aid you. Perhaps.
1: All I want to find out is whether her life is really in danger or if she just imagines her life's in danger.
3: Her life is in danger, but I do not believe it is from a Physical source. Nobody's trying to kill her? No one but herself. We all contain within ourselves the seeds of our own destruction. Yeah. No, I don't place you in this setup. I want to help her, too. You know John Terrence? No, I only know that Mrs. Kernan dislikes him. And that he evidently dislikes her. Yeah, with gusto. How about Pierce, Ralph Pierce? A malignant person, Mr. Shane. An evil person. Oh? I do not know him well. I met him only once, but I felt
1: the evil. It was my second meeting with him before I felt anything. And what about Shirley's husband? Would
3: he be trying to drive her out of her mind? Mr. Shane. Yeah? These problems of the mind, they are susceptible of various interpretations. You understand I am a friend of Mrs. Kernan's. Yeah, you said that. I want only for her to have peace. Go on. There is one thing. Mrs. Kernan has always worn a necklace. Of one in particular, she was fond A heavy gold mesh necklace. For many weeks now, she has ceased to wear it. I asked her about it, but she reacted strangely. I feel it is important. Yeah? What's the matter? Don't your feelings have the answer? Oh, these problems of the mind. And you think someone is trying to drive her out of her mind? That explanation is much too simple, Mr. Sheen. I fear when you find the answer, it will prove to be a great deal more sinister.
1: It was beginning to percolate. Like a gentle little thing, Ramus's words stirred softly. Seemed to say something beyond what I actually heard. It would fit, too. would answer all the questions. Well, it was late, almost 11 o'clock, when I parked in front of Shirley Kernan's house and went up the front steps. I could hear voices behind the door. I rang the bell.
4: Mr. Shane. Oh,
1: what's the matter? Am I interrupting something? No, no, no. How about inviting me in then?
4: Oh, oh, yes. Come in.
1: Okay, okay, take it easier. Well, hello, Terrence. What happened? You two kiss and make up. This is my cue to
5: exit. So long, Shirley. Relax. I'll see you some other time when the house isn't all cluttered.
1: Always on the wing. Stick around, Butterfly. I want words with you.
5: This time you don't catch me off balance, Shane. Stop it! Stop it! it!
1: Don't! see? You're still a sucker for that
5: right lead. All right, what are you doing here?
4: What do you think he's doing here? He's He's trying to fight me.
5: Well, Terrence... I just wanted to find out if she'd heard from her husband. I haven't heard from Stan since he left. He usually writes. That's all, t- Yes. You could have telephoned for I that. I did. She refused to talk to me. Have you heard from your husband, Mrs. Kernan?
4: No.
1: Been gone quite a long time, hasn't he? Doesn't he usually write?
4: Are you going to start on me now? I thought I could depend how on about
1: you. How I...
5: Shirley? How about Pierce? Don't you depend on him? I am cheat, Shirley. Don't you make Stan's life miserable? No wonder he likes to go on the road to get away from you. No wonder he doesn't write. I hate you! I
4: hate you! You're the one behind all this. You're the one creeping behind me all the time. Mrs. You... Kernan, stop!
5: Ask him. Go on,
4: ask him. It's here in this room. The feeling. Behind me. It's him, I tell you. Evil, rotten.
1: You belong in a hospital. You see, you see. Mrs. Kernan, you used to wear a gold mesh necklace. You don't wear it anymore. Why? No, no. May I see it, please? No,
4: you can't. What are you trying to do to me? You're all against me. You'd all like to see me dead.
1: Look, Mrs. Kernan, we. Listen.
4: What is it? Do you hear it?
5: I don't hear a thing. You're out of your. It's
4: in this room now. It's behind me. Coming closer.
1: Well, whatever it is, it's not inside the room. It's not behind you. Come in.
0: Well.
5: Hello, everybody. What's the gun for, Pierce? Just protection. Shirley, come with me. No. Put it away, Pierce. I haven't forgotten our last meeting, Shane. Not one bit. Come on, Shirley. I
4: won't go with you. I won't. I won't.
5: You'll do as I say, Shirley. You're
4: all against me. No one... I me. do, my dear. It's here. It's here in this room. Coming closer. It won't touch
5: me. I won't let it. Shirley, come back here, Shirley. You
4: won't find me. I'll hide and be with myself, all by myself, safe.
5: Well, Pierce, you didn't make the grade in the big scene. As a stand-in for our husband, you're a flop. It isn't over yet. Let's have my car keys, Shane. I lost I'm it. I'm in no mood to quibble about shooting you. Safe, please. That's better. Here. Yeah. Thanks. Now, if you two are wise men, you'll stay here. Everything's under control now. Let's keep it that way, without bloodshed.
1: I don't get this. What goes on Shane? You Got a car, Terrence? Yes, outside. You want to find out what it's all about? Yes, but what's happened to Shirley? It looks like we'll have the answer pretty quick. Come on, or we'll lose him. Terrence drove. He's a pretty good driver for a guy who spent most of his time steering his way around nightclub tables... We went through the downtown section faster than the law allows, keeping Pierce's car in sight. Once or twice, we spotted Shirley's coupe a few blocks ahead of Pierce. Pierce didn't know it, but he was mighty helpful. We kept on in Indian file. They're heading out of town. We're doing 70 and not catching up. How are the tires on this jalopy, Terrence? Front ones are fine. In the back? We'll find out. Uh Uh-huh. Well, maybe I had you wrong, Terrence. You got guts. Thanks, Shane. Come around on the office sometime. Give you a few lessons in the manly art. It's a deal if I can practice on you. <laughs> like I said, maybe I got you wrong. They're taking a fork to the left and slowing up. All right, careful. We're getting too close. Got one of the headlights. All right, turn them off. We don't need them. Pierce's shot at us was sort of a feeble last effort and the cause he must have known was lost. When we got around the bend, Pierce's car was just pulling off the road a few feet behind Shirley's coupe. It was a grassy place near the river. Shirley was running, her hair flying in the wind. A bright moon had cut the clouds. It was almost like twilight, sort of eerie. Pierce started out after as we parked, and we started after them. Shirley! Shirley, come back! She reached a sandy place in the bank and fell to her knees. Pierce got to her and started to bend down to pick her up, but he he stopped halfway and just watched, sort of fascinated. And then it hit me full force. I stopped dead. What is it, Shane? What's she doing? It's all over, Terrence. Nobody can help Shirley Kernan anymore.
2: In a moment, we'll be back with a thrilling climax to tonight's Michael Shane adventure.
1: stood there about 50 yards from the river, watched Shirley Kernan on her hands and knees at the bank of the river. It was all cold inside and sort of sick. Terrence had stopped when I did. He, he didn't get it. Come on, Shane. What are you waiting for? All right. All right, Terrence. Shirley's hands were in the sand when we got there. She was digging furiously and mumbling to herself. Oh, take Pierce it. Pierce was it. quiet. Wash watching. My
4: hands and, and be clean again. And I'll be me again. Nobody will be able to touch me or hurt me. I'll be me. And all alone... Surely,
5: don't, my dear. I'll handle it, Pierce.
1: All right, Mrs. Kernan. Bird, it's all right.
4: I must dig. I must No,
1: no, everything's all right. Bird. Nobody will hurt you.
4: Nobody will hurt me?
1: No. You're safe now.
4: <laughs>
1: I don't get it, Shane. I sound like a broken record, but I don't get it. Uh, the strain was too much. Pierce can tell you. Can't you, Pierce?
5: Yes. Yes, it's all over now. All over.
1: We left Shirley's car there. She drove back to town with Terrence and me. Pierce followed. Shirley was like a child now, looking up at me with those big eyes as if I were going to protect her. Only there wasn't even fear in her eyes anymore. Just a blank kind of look that I'd never I'm want to see safe, again. No. She's really cracked Nobody up, hasn't she?
4: Me. Yeah,
1: like Humpty Dumpty. Oh,
4: I'm
1: and all the king's men can't help. But why? What caused it? Oh, it's simple enough. The way she lost control when she saw a cat stalking a bird on her lawn. The delusion she had of being followed. The idea someone was trying to jump on her from behind. And her... Gold necklace. I know all that, but I don't Well, you see, she she was running away. Nobody was following
4: her. Alone. I don't have to run anymore. I'm me. And all alone. What was she running away from?
1: Herself. What? Her conscience. Pierce knew it all the time, I guess, or suspected. He was trying to protect her, but he couldn't do it. No one could. Shane, when I come up
5: to your office for the first lesson in boxing,
1: maybe you'll go into it a little more fully, huh?
5: Yeah, Terence.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you get a case you don't like. But you're in business and you take what you get. Shirley's mind had played a trick. It had forced the knowledge of her guilt into her subconscious so that she was able to forget what she'd done. But her subconscious couldn't forget. The two forces fighting each other finally snapped her mind. I guess there's always some kind of retribution, one way or another. In her case, the toughest kind. Worse than prison, or even the chair. Next morning, when the police got to the spot at the bank of the Mississippi with shovels, they found what I knew they would. The proof of Shirley's guilt. The grave of Shirley's husband, Stanley Kernan. He'd been choked to death, from behind, with a gold mesh necklace... Shirley's Necklace.
2: This is your director, Bill Russo, again. Our story is based on characters created by Brett Halliday. The music is composed and conducted by John Duffy, and Michael Shane is portrayed by Jeff Chandler. The New Adventures of Michael Shane is a Don W. Sharp production. Transcribed in Hollywood and distributed exclusively by the Broadcasters Guild. Next week, you'll hear Michael Shane in another thrilling adventure from mysterious and colorful New Orleans.